Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, 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 did you look who made it back alive, uh, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has never told struggling families to buy solar panels. Check this out. Your energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, says families struggling to pay their heating bills can get 30% off solar panels to lower their electric bills if they act now. Are you stupid or something? Doesn't seem to realize that if you don't have 300 bucks for a heating bill, you probably don't have 10,000 bucks for a solar panel. Bingo. Yeah, the uh, stampede of stupidity. Picking up speed in Washington, although we do have some good news to report here on a Monday. Dr. Anthony Fauci has just made it official moments ago. He will be stepping down in December. I mean, has there ever been a bigger case of addition by subtraction than Fauci leaving the government? The answer would be no. Uh, I don't, to be honest with you, if you are a Fauci hater, don't get too excited because knowing him, he'll probably change positions about seven times between now and December. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. It always seemed that way. Uh, 888-788-9910, the phone number, if you'd like to pull something out of yours. If you have any comments, questions, conspiracy theories, pork chop recipes, whatever you're into, you know this show. It is an audio safe space for cool people where you can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat. All we ask that you don't be a some quick shout outs uh, because a lot of people lost money in Vegas. I went out to the Lake of the Ozarks this weekend and uh, the over under on me making it back alive were not good. Uh, but thankfully, I brought uh, the incomparable Jenny Fallon to chaperone and we had a wonderful time. Uh, so I have to shout out uh, the great Ken Quincy and his wonderful wife, Robin, from KRMS for showing us a wild time, uh, took us to dinner. Uh, took us out on a boat. I do believe Jenny and Robin are like making a Thelma and Louise remake now. They're best friends. They're going to kill their husbands and just take off together. Uh, I also have to shout out Ryan, Jen, and their amazing son, Nick. 11-year-old Nick was steering the boat. Just to give you an idea of how much drinking was going on on that boat, we had an 11-year-old in charge. That can't be good. <laughs> it was actually great. The guy, he killed it. Nick did a bang-up job. Uh, Chris, the executive chef at the Encore made some world-class food. If you're out there in that region near the Ozarks, you're in St. Louis, you're anywhere near Kansas City, get down there. It is a world-class venue. And I should, of course, shout out Mike, uh, who works at the Encore as well. He sent a fabulous cheesecake and bottle of champagne up to our room, but we actually never got to eat it. Apparently somebody took it out of the room. That's just how white folks will do you. I'm not even kidding. He was like, hey, did you get the cheesecake? Did you get the champagne? I'm like, no! Apparently the uh, the guy Fox has hired to make me stop eating so I don't look fat on TV. Apparently he raided the room Friday night while I was doing my show. You're killing yourself the way you eat, you fat f- 
Look at you. Point being, uh, we had a wonderful time out in the Lake of the Ozarks. It was first class all the way. So thank you to everybody who showed up. You really do know how to treat a gal. Uh, if you want to be a part of one of these, uh, this Friday, this Saturday, I will be at at the Carson Nugget in Carson, Nevada. You can get tickets for that. The 9.30 shows still have tickets available, 9.30 Friday, 9.30 Saturday. The tickets at ccnugget.com. And you are all welcome if you want to come. And you've heard me say this a million times on the air. It's really cool if you get a chance to go to one of these Fox Across America events because you realize that you belong to such an incredibly fun thing. Like our crowd is an amazing crowd. Uh, Even if it was my man, Paul, uh, who heckled me the whole show, whole show. Paul listens to the show for 50 minutes a day. I only know that because he yelled it out about 50,000 times (laughs) during the show. I love you, dude. I listen at 12 noon every day. I love you, Paul. I love you, too. Uh, Unfortunately, security didn't love you as much as I did. Get him out of here. But you were a great hang, and I appreciate you, and you're welcome to come back to any show anytime soon. It was a phenomenal time. I should also shout out the lunatic who is heckling Jenny Fallon. I want your wife to stand up. Come on now. I want to see her. Make her twirl. We had a a good Jenny Fallon fan in the back of the room. I don't know if he was going to throw her a couple of singles or what his intentions were, but it's hard to, you know, make your wife stand up when the guy requesting her to do so can't actually stand up himself. I think he's got a point. So point being, uh, it was awesome. Everybody was a drunken mess. And if you want to come to Reno, you want to come to the Carson Nugget this weekend, everyone is welcome except Jennifer Granholm, your energy secretary. She's worse than Kamala. I want to play you this clip because it's fascinating. Okay, I talked about it on America's Newsroom this morning with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. If you didn't get it, it's on the Fox Across America Facebook page. Check it out, and you can watch me on Gutfeld tonight. I'll be on Greg Gutfeld with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg. Come check that out as well. But the big story, okay, is this Jennifer Granholm comment, and the Democrats have a real problem here. Because every time they open their mouth to reassure the American people, they make the problem worse by illustrating just how far out of touch they are with the plight of the American people. That's true. That is true. Okay, understand. The question she's being asked in this clip I'm about to play you is what do you say to these families who just simply can't afford to live with the inflation and the fuel costs and all of these you know, green energy initiatives you're pushing in this climate change bill? Because you understand the White House straight up now embracing the Inflation Reduction Act as the biggest climate change bill ever passed in the history of this country. Okay, that's what they're calling it. Day to day, their Inflation Reduction Act in, you know, fights climate change like nothing we've ever seen. You've never nothing like it in the world, but understand. Okay, if climate change, if this is such a triumph, then why did they have to pass the bill under a different name? Think about it. Climate change is such a big deal. It's such a winning issue for the Democrats. Why didn't they pass a climate change bill? Okay, you know the answer. It's because nobody cares and it wouldn't have gotten the votes. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Think about that. They're calling it the biggest climate change bill in the history of this country. But it was passed under the guise of inflation reduction. With the CBO, with the Congressional Joint Committee, flat out telling us it doesn't reduce inflation. You dig? Okay, but it does Trojan horse climate change initiatives into our lives, initiatives none of us were asking for. Again, I'll oversimplify this. Okay, if I was going to pass a bill called the Free Pizza and Beer Act, 
you damn well better believe I would call it the Free Pizza and Beer Act. You want to know why? Because a bill with that name would pass in a landslide. Okay, I wouldn't have to make up some other wacky name. You know, oh, it's inflation reduction. No, you'd call it Free Pizza Beer because it's something people want. But they couldn't pass a climate change bill because nobody in their right mind is looking at a 40-year high in inflation, unaffordable gas prices, an overrun border and saying, I know what we need. We got to fight the weather 50 years from now. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But when they call this a messaging problem, this clip I'm about to play you, this is not a messaging problem. This is an intelligence problem. These are stupid people, and they're not offering real solutions to your problems. Here's Jennifer Granholm, clip one. What do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place? If you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure law, a significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income, today you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outlay at the front. It's a significant incentive. You suck, you jackass. I mean, really. Could you ever be more out of touch with the plight of the American people? Okay, so if you're moderate income, you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. Again, if you don't have 300 bucks to pay the electric bill, the heating bill, you probably don't have 10000 bucks to pay for the solar panels, even at a discounted rate. This is like telling your buddy who can't get, oh, man, I can't get a date. I'm just in such a slump right now. I can't get a date. Well, good. you're in luck because CVS is having a... 30% off sale on condoms. And the buddy's like, well, we, I just told you I have no use for them. It's not going to do any good. That's where she is. And when she says, oh, low-income people, they can get it all for free. You can have free solar energy. Yo, none of it's free. Because whatever this free stuff is the government's handing you, the rest of us are going to pay for it in taxes. Thanks, big government weenuses. But again and again and again, the bigger scam here is not whether or not it's free. Not whether or not they're completely indifferent to the plight of people struggling now. It's that every one of these climate initiatives being passed, under the guise of inflation reduction, mind you, does nothing to actually help fight climate change. Tell them like it is. I can make that audacious claim. Not as some, like, rabble-rousing Republican Fox News right-wing strongman. No. I'm telling you this because all of these solar panels, every single one of them, are manufactured in China, the biggest polluter in the world. Oh, wow! Do you understand? When China goes out and manufactures this stuff, do they make it in a clean manufacturing environment? The answer would be no. When they ship it here, is that a clean energy situation? The answer would be no. And while they're shipping us billions and trillions of dollars worth of green energy infrastructure that, oh, by the way, decimates our economy... Because instead of manufacturing stuff in America, instead of utilizing fossil fuels, we're just outsourcing filthy labor to other countries. But ultimately, none of them are embracing, like we say, oh, we're leading the world on climate change. But nobody's following is the point I'm trying to make. China is opening up coal plant after coal plant after coal plant. So for all intents and purposes, the world, think of the world as a pool. 
Okay, you got the shallow end, you got the deep end, everything in between, but it's just one pool. All we're doing in America is decimating our economy to open up a no peeing section in our part of the pool. But the reality is every part of the pool blends together. Exactly. So we're basically just paying money to float around in the no peeing section that's no different than the peeing section. He knows what he's talking about. But when they say this, okay, again, they're offering you fake solutions to a real problem. If you don't have money for the small bill, you're not going to have money for the bigger bill. If your buddy can't get a date, you don't tell him, don't worry about it. Just ask out Cindy Crawford. If you're not getting a date with civilians, you're not going to be getting a date with the most famous supermodel in the world. That's the point. These are not real solutions. Their agenda is never your agenda. And understand, I said it before, I'll say it again. If climate change is such a big galvanizing issue, we got to save the world, then they would have passed a climate change bill. They didn't pass a climate change bill because nobody cares about it but them. It's the rock band that's being forced on the public. Joe Biden presents The Electric Cars. Charge all night, drive all day. The government won't let you have a say. Charge it up. Charge it up. An album that will leave you feeling totally plugged in. She won't start again. Electric cars. Sure, they're way too expensive, but pretending to save the world is never cheap. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply.
Introducing the Buick Fauci with built-in GPS that's got you covered wherever you go. Fauci, I'd like to drive to the bank. That's a good reason for a mask. Other GPS systems make driving predictable, but when it comes to giving directions, the Fauci can't make up its mind. Fauci, take me to Macy's. I don't think we have enough information to do that, quite honestly. Driving in bad weather is never an issue because the Fauci doesn't follow the science. It follows the teachers' unions. Fauci, I need to drop my kid off at school. I totally disagree with you. The Buick Fauci, the car that's been locking down the competition for over a year. Fauci, can you show me how to get to the theater? Here we go again with the theater. Let's get down to the facts. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and that's right, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Making it official, he is stepping down in December. Get him out of here. Get him out. Everything you need to know. Throw out every poll, every analysis, every swing state, toss up. We color this one red. We color this one purple because it's in the middle. None of it matters. Everything you need to know about whether or not the Republicans are going to retake the House of Representatives can be found in Dr. Fauci's departure. I agree with that. Because he's leaving knowing full well the Republicans are going to take back the House and they would impeach him immediately. They would call him onto the carpet immediately for investigations over things like whether or not we were funding gain-of-function research or the fact that he seemed to change opinions, not because the science changed, but because the political science changed. Here's an example. Another question from another student. Would you support a nationwide mandate of the COVID vaccine once it comes out? No, definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. And then what did he turn around and do? Weeks later, he implemented a mandate. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Do you understand the contradictions? When it comes to public health initiatives, the reason he lost the locker room, she can't keep calling audibles. When you've got 330 million Americans following your lead and audible for those of you who aren't sports fans, uh, Peyton Manning was famous for audibles. He would walk up to the line of scrimmage as a football quarterback and he would look at the defensive formation and change the play. That's why you'd hear Peyton Manning yelling, Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. And then they'd scramble around a different formation. Now, instead of a handoff, they'd throw or instead of a pass, they'd hand off. Okay, when you have 11 football players following your audible, you can do it. But when you've got 330 million people, it becomes very hard to keep up with this many Omahas. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. Masks are protective. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. If, in fact, you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. 
You suck. I mean, he was terrible at every turn. He's also a guy, you know, flat out telling him, vaccinated people can't get COVID. That is a fact check false. And he supported mask mandates for kids. He told us, what, a month ago? I never, I never supported locking anything down. Don't you have any respect for yourself? He was the guy taking credit for the lockdowns until he didn't want credit for the lockdowns. So the point I'd make here is Fauci leaving is addition by subtraction. But don't get too worked because if the past is any indicator, he might wind up sticking around. He's changed his mind on everything else. He'll probably change his mind on this, too. Man, he sucks. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon and Rand Paul has weighed in on the departure of Dr. Anthony Fauci, who announced a short while ago he will be leaving in December. This guy's a serious ass. Here's Rand Paul pretty much echoing those sentiments. Fauci's resignation will not prevent a full-throated investigation into the origins of the pandemic. He'll be asked to testify under oath regarding any discussions he participated in concerning the lab leak. So that's Rand Paul saying when Republicans take that back the House, there's going to be an investigation into origins of the pandemic. And there is, which is why Fauci's leaving. I said this earlier, forget every poll about the midterms. Okay, does it matter what analysis? If you're wondering whether or not Republicans are taking back the House, look no further than Anthony Fauci getting ready to go on a book tour or sign up to be on Dancing with the Stars or whatever the hell he's going to wind up doing now that he's leaving Washington, D.C. I don't have any friends. No, that's not fair. He does have a lot of friends on the left. Uh, Fauci became a little bit of a celebrity, and I think that was his biggest problem, man. I do believe that. Um, If there's any analysis that I am qualified to distill on this show, it's the potential for someone who was never on TV before to suddenly get addicted to going on TV. Okay, as you guys know, I say it to the point of exhaustion. I was a cab driver. I was doing stand up comedy. Uh, Now I'm on TV all the time on the biggest news network in the world. Highest rated late night show in the country is Greg Gutfeld. I'll be on it again tonight. I was on it last Monday. I was on the Monday before. It's really cool. Okay, but I show up as like a regular guy. And thankfully, I have like a North Star. I have a compass. I have Jenny and Lincoln to go home to. And that's really more important to me than any of this exciting stuff. Uh, As much fun as I love uh, doing this stuff, there's nothing I like more uh, than getting home at the end of the day and, uh, you know, getting greeted by my beagle, who, oh, by the way, uh, didn't really beagles didn't get the best treatment under Dr. Fauci. Okay, one of the things he's going to be investigated for is whether or not they were funding research on beagles. That's one of the big accusations is that they were funding all kinds of gain of function research, some of which involved animals like beagles. That's one of the accusations. Okay, then, of course, is the reality that they went to great lengths to cover up the origin of the covid lab leak in the beginning. We now have emails from Dr. Fauci where he is actively, actively discouraging scientists from publicly acknowledging 
that there were, in fact, a lot of uh, synthetic indicators that were indicative of this gene sequence being manufactured. But, of course, Fauci got out there every day and was like, no, it came from a bat. Somebody ate a bat. He should be behind bars. He was saying that on TV. He was saying on TV, ah, it came from a bat. But in his private emails, what was he saying? Yeah, I'm aware that the gene sequencing looks like this was manufactured in a lab, but we can't say that because it would be a really big problem. Okay, that's who Fauci is. And every time Rand Paul called him out on that, Fauci would go for the soundbite. He would play to one half of the country. When you become a political figure in a hyperpartisan time like the one we live in, you immediately discredit a lot of your analysis because we can see you playing to one side of the room. What would he what would he say to Rand Paul? Oh, you got your little soundbite for Fox News tonight? Are you happy? And for people on the left who just hate Republicans so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves, Rand Paul saying that, uh, you know, going back and forth with Fauci and just getting told he was a right-wing conspiracy nut is enough for people on the left to not look any further. Understand, right now, COVID, which was the reason people couldn't go to their relatives' funerals, COVID, which was the reason people couldn't go to church, COVID, which was the reason people couldn't go to work and their kids couldn't go to school, and the suicide rate amongst teenagers went up over 300%, that COVID. COVID, the reason kids lost up to two years of academic gains. That COVID. I love the poorly educated. Okay, but that COVID also caused a rise in speech, uh, speech impediments amongst children who weren't getting the treatment they needed. Also put kids into a position where it was infinitely harder for teachers to diagnose kids being abused in the home because it's a lot harder to see it on a kid over a Zoom thumbnail than it is on a kid when you're seeing him in person every day. That COVID, which was the grand cause of everything, that has been uh, responsible for the upheaval in our lives, whether we're talking about lockdowns, whether we're talking about mask mandates, whether we're talking about vaccine mandates, that COVID right now with Democrats in power is not even being investigated for the actual origins of the virus. That's not right. The Democrats aren't out there right now trying to get to the bottom of whether or not China did this to the world on purpose. They're not out there trying to figure out how this happened and how we could stop it from happening again. What they're out there doing right now is just pushing boosters on your kids with no science whatsoever that says they even need the boosters. What the hell is the world coming Which is another thing Rand Paul fought, fought with Dr. Fauci over. Remember this. Okay, we were doing the show up in Vermont on WVMT. Legends up there. Great dudes. And uh, you remember, like, I lost my mind on the air because we were playing you clips of Fauci testifying to Rand Paul. And Rand Paul said to Dr. Fauci, hey, are any members on the board that is recommending vaccine booster shots for children, do any of those members own stock in the pharmaceutical companies? Meaning are those panelists making money? By pushing these booster shots on your kids. And what did Fauci famously say? What did he say? Well, there's a law out there that says, I don't have to tell you that. It's none of our business. We don't have to. We don't have to disclose whether or not we're making money by pushing this stuff on your kids. Garbage like you just makes me sick. But do you understand in that moment, okay, if you're guilty of profiting of pushing medicine on children with no um, basis in fact for whether or not it's good for them or not, 
Okay, you'd want to clear your name if you weren't making money off of that sort of thing. But the fact that he refused to say no, okay, because you understand, he doesn't have to disclose whether or not he's making money by pushing these boosters. But he's allowed, but he's allowed to say whether he's not making money. Okay, so if Fauci wanted to distance himself from whether or not they were getting rich off pushing booster shots on your kids, he damn well could have, and he damn well would have. Except you know and I know, okay, that these people had something to gain in pushing these booster shots on your kids, and it wasn't protecting anybody from COVID. I can only make that claim because how many people have we seen that are vaxxed and boosted that have COVID? Okay, Joe Biden has been vaccinated four times, and he's been tested positive for COVID twice. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. Okay, Fauci has been the grand marshal of COVID fraud. And right now, with the Democrats in power of both houses of Congress, COVID, the thing that has upended our entire way of life, the justification for how we voted in the 2020 midterms, predominantly by mail for the first time in the history of this country. Again, the reason you weren't allowed to go to church, you weren't allowed to go to funerals, you weren't allowed to visit people in the hospital. You weren't allowed to do anything except protest the police under COVID. That's the only thing you were allowed to do. If you wanted to riot, you wanted to burn down the city, well, COVID, you know, is a social justice warrior. You're not going to get sick if you're out there lighting a Nike store on fire. But if you wanted to go to church, you might die. Okay, that COVID, which was used as a political cudgel for Democrats to get their way on just about everything, is not even being investigated. They don't even take it seriously as something worth getting into. Okay, to the credit of guys like Rand Paul and the Republican Party who wants an investigation and wants to hold China accountable, if they take back the House, okay, we're going to get to the bottom of this, which is why Fauci is getting out of town. He thinks this will be cause enough. For them to call off the dogs and, you know, he's not in government anymore. So surely they're not going to keep going after him. They better go after him because if the Republicans don't hold Fauci accountable for his role, if the Republicans don't get to the bottom of how this virus was you know, originated, then they're just as bad as everybody else they've been criticizing. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Got to update you on this Mar-a-Lago raid because the judge, check this out. The judge who signed off on the affidavit has formally rejected, just moments ago, formally rejected uh, an argument by the Department of Justice to keep the Trump affidavit sealed, okay, which means parts of this affidavit, we initially reported that last week, will be coming out. Well, we now know the DOJ, after that initial ruling, went to bat pretty aggressively to hide this affidavit from the public entirely. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Seriously, DOJ, because you understand the affidavit is what ultimately tells us how they got the warrant. Okay, if this is not a political persecution, if this is not something, okay, that was really done with the midterms in mind or some type of revenge on Trump or whatever in between, then they owe it to the public to show us what the motivation was. Why was this legally justifiable? Again, 
This country is 246 years old. Same age as Joe Biden. Come on, man. But the point is, it's a 246-year-old country. We have never had a former president rated before. So if you're going to rate a former president, we should know what's going on. Okay, but we don't know in this moment. But it sounds like, according to the judge, we have until August 25th, we will get some probably redacted versions of this affidavit passed around, meaning there are going to be names that are protected because we don't want to dox agents and get anybody in trouble. But at the same time, we don't want to protect the FBI as an institution because they have shown us time and time and time again that they're willing to lie to the American public. That is correct. Okay, but here's the thing. What they keep telling us is, oh, you know, it's going to be a civil war and the Trump people are coming to get us and democracy's under attack. They are hoping and praying. I do mean this. I don't like saying this, man. I don't want to live in a country where we don't really trust our institutions. But if you look at the polling, nobody trusts anything anymore because we have seen the politicization of just about every major institution in Washington. Okay, we live in a time where nobody trusts the FBI, and for good measure. Okay, they falsified FISA warrants so they could spy on four members of Trump's campaign, meaning that was a workaround to spy on Trump. Okay, well, we're just spying on four people that live in Trump Tower. And uh, we happened to come across Trump's communications along the way. Come on, don't bullshit me. But that's exactly what they did. Never forget, James Comey has admitted to trapping Mike Flynn. Nah, we sent a couple of guys over there to talk to him. We wouldn't have did this in a normal administration, but being that they were new and they didn't know what was going on, we just sent him right over. And what happened? Mike Flynn, he initially did what? He pled guilty. His lawyer said plead guilty. You're going to go bankrupt defending yourself. This is a charge you don't do a real jail time for. Plead guilty, get it over with. But then what ultimately happened in the year 2020? A federal judge, not Donald Trump, a federal judge ordered all of those charges to ultimately be dropped because when the transcript was unsealed, what did we find out? That Mike Flynn had never lied about talking to his counterpart in Russia. Mike Flynn's new lawyer got him to drop the guilty plea. The federal judge ultimately ruled in his favor. And we found out what? That the FBI had been lying to us all along. That's what we found out. This is total crap. Which is why nobody's sitting here taking this FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago at face value. And I want you to understand, if you're listening to the show for the first time, if anybody broke the law or endangered the safety of our nation legitimately, I want to prosecute it. I don't care what party they belong to. But it's hard to sit here and think they're going after Trump because of truth and justice when they have not told the truth, when they have violated the law at every turn. Okay, the big speech we get out of Washington in regards to this raid is they don't give you details. They don't say why we did it. They don't say what the justification was. They don't say, well, you know, yeah, we've never done this in the 246-year history of our country, but here's why. They don't say that. What they give you is emotionalist vagary. No one is above the law. That's what they say. Well, we raided Donald Trump because no one is above the law. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Really, though, is nobody above the law? Try telling that to the two million people crossing our border illegally. Are any of them going to jail right now? No. 
Try telling that to people who handled classified information on private email servers, only to get off with absolutely nothing from the FBI. That's right. If you have a Democrat, if you have a D next to your name, you do whatever the hell you want with classified information. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. And again, we have seen more, we have seen more evidence, physically, I mean mountains more evidence, that Joe Biden was involved in his son's foreign business deals that were ultimately selling influence in our government. And is anybody out there investigating Joe Biden? The answer would be no. Anybody raiding his house? The answer would be no. Now, the only news about Joe Biden is that for all of his insistence that we don't need a southern border wall, Joe Biden has gone out over the weekend and they built a wall around his compound in Delaware. Think about that. Nah, we don't need a wall. We don't need a wall. What did they do in Delaware? They built a wall. Democrats are so full of crap. Now, to be fair. They didn't build that wall to keep people out of the Biden compound. I do believe they built it to keep him in. They don't want him wandering off and getting lost. Biden's lost his marbles. But nobody's crazier than Tiffany Cross. Listen to this clip on MSNBC where they just yell racism and white supremacy is a way of life. Uh, But here's this clip because it's insane. Uh, It is clip nine. 45 has 99 problems, and the truth is definitely one. Mango Mussolini claims that he had a, quote, standing order to declassify documents that were removed from the Oval Office and taken to the residence. But 18 former top Trump aides, including two former chiefs of staff, tell CNN that it's complete fiction, quote, ridiculous, and Plano, quote, BS. Now, that's not great news for the Velveeta Voldemort, whose former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, claims he took the sensitive documents, some of them top secret to keep in mind, to keep them safe in Mar-a-Lago's basement that lacked a proper lock. Now, personally, I think the National Archives makes more sense, but that's just me and millions of other rational Americans. Now, there's a very real possibility that a former president of the United States could actually be indicted for violating the Espionage Act or other federal statutes, and the MAGA mob is losing its ever-loving collective mind. That was embarrassing. Say it again. That was embarrassing. Did you hear the analysis there? Mango Mussolini. Velveeta Voldemort. MSNBC caters exclusively to white people who hate Donald Trump so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. You're absolutely right. That's why they keep giving you, no, it's... Orange Cheeto Jesus, Mango Mussolini. Because people hear that and they're like, yeah, that guy's bad. And we called him names. But do they have any proof that the FBI is on the level here in this investigation? The answer would be no. How about the last investigation? The answer would be no. How about the investigation before that? The answer would be no. But here she is telling us it's Civil War time, clip 10. In the last two weeks, threats against the FBI and other law enforcement have surged. And even some GOP senators are getting in on the act, depicting number crunchers at the IRS as though they'll be bursting through doors like the Kool-Aid man for tax infractions. The spike in violent rhetoric on MAGA message boards is reminiscent of what occurred before the deadly January 6th insurrection. We all remember that. And it feels like we're teetering on the precipice of something bad. It's not like the Civil War is coming. It feels like the Civil War is here. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Well, if the Civil War is here, she should probably start being nice to Republicans because the Democrats, they were the party of slavery. Correct the mundo. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
Here we go. Here we go. Getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America. We're going to be joined by Heather Robinson, who happens to be a reporter for the New York Post, who is not happy with this reporting out that the Biden administration is now in talks to send more money over to Afghanistan. Remember Afghanistan? country we fled a year ago this week and left $85 billion worth of our weapons behind. Biden sucks. Okay, well, we're getting ready to send them even more money in what is seeming a lot like the latest dereliction in duty when it comes to the people who actually live in this country. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. 888-788-9910, the phone number if you want to discuss this or anything. Fox Across America. Of course, the country's family meeting. All are welcome to chime in. The only rule we ever have, as I say it every day, say it 100 times a show, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a That is it. If you missed me on America's Newsroom this morning, it's on the Fox Across America Facebook page. I will be on Gutfeld tonight at 11 o'clock. It's a big TV week before we head out to Reno. I'm on Gutfeld tonight at 11. I'm on the Faulkner Focus with Harris tomorrow. I will be on Kennedy tomorrow night. Uh, Wednesday, you will see me on America Reports. And I'm also doing some special taping for The Five, which will, of course, debut next week on that fabulous show. So check it all out. And uh, if that's not enough, Jimmy Fallon, hang out with me in Reno this coming Friday and Saturday. I'll be at the Carson Nugget. Tickets for that, 930 shows both nights. Still have a few tickets left. ccnugget.com. I would love to see you. Love to hang out with you. What I don't love, what I don't love are these new reports out about the Biden administration. Okay, this is really crazy stuff. I know there's a lot to get to. There's a lot going on in the world right now. But I'm always trying on this show. I'm trying to use the platform responsibly. And what I mean by that is I'm always trying to talk about issues that will affect you directly. I don't really get into, like, political sensationalism. We don't do, like, you know, hour after hour of inconsequential people who make a lot of headlines, like AOC. AOC is a dope. But I don't, you know, cover her at length. You also don't hear me covering, you know, like the Ilhan Omars of the world at length because a lot of times they're just peddling culture war nonsense that doesn't actually affect legislation or affect what's going on in Washington. Okay, but when you hear things of substance— When you hear things like, oh, the Biden administration, you know, they want to get back into the Iranian nuclear deal. You know, the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. Or you hear, oh, the Biden administration, they want to send more money over to Afghanistan. Folks, we are in a record high, a 40-year high of inflation. They can tell you gas prices are going down, but every single fuel expert expects them to go back up in the fall. This could be a problem. Okay, there's that. People are dealing with record level of fentanyl overdoses due to the inaction at our southern border. And what are we being told? No, the administration wants to send billions of dollars in cash assets over to Afghanistan. You know, the place that's being run by a terror group. They're reporting out on this is the Biden administration is reportedly pushing forward with talks to release billions in frozen assets to Afghanistan, despite the Taliban's refusal to cooperate. The U.S. and other nations, they froze billions of dollars worth of foreign-held assets uh, when the Afghan government collapsed and the Taliban took over. If you remember, Biden was out there saying, oh, the Afghan army's not going to collapse. You don't have to worry about a thing. He was saying that on August 7th. What was the Afghan army doing on August 8th? They were collapsing. 
Okay, but anyway, he knew that was going on in real time, by the way, because his generals were telling him, no, it's not going to hold. But he was getting out there on TV, and he was saying time and time again, no, no, we've got this. It's under control. Everything's going to be fine in Afghanistan. What an idiot. Anyway, Biden administration, United Nations are working to release funds that were frozen, frozen when the Afghan government collapsed. And basically, they're in talks with the Taliban. This despite the fact that the Taliban has not cooperated when we left and we acknowledged their government and we started, you know, airlifting our citizens out because never forget, Biden took the troops out ahead of the citizens. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But then he had to send troops back in to get the citizens out. Well, anyway, when we got the Taliban to cooperate, we did so in exchange for their promise, for their promise that they wouldn't harbor terrorists. But what did we come to find out? Okay, they have been housing top al-Qaeda leaders in Kabul. Okay, meaning they are, in fact, harboring terrorists. So on one hand, we've got a Taliban lying to us about whether or not they're going to harbor terrorists. On the other hand, we have a president, okay, who is in talks to give the Taliban that lied to us more money. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. The justification here is that humanitarian organizations affiliated with the U.N., they're warning that the Afghan people may face hunger in the impending winter. Okay, but again, that's assuming at face value that if you send money to the Taliban, they're going to turn around and give it to the people. Yo, that's not how terror groups work. Okay, if you were worried about how a terror group might treat its citizens, then, oh, I don't know, maybe don't let a terror group take over the country? What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. Okay, so what they're trying to do here because of optics is they're trying to avoid sending the money directly to the Taliban because they know that looks bad. You know, they not as bad as, you know, Obama sending billions of dollars to Iran in unmarked cash pallets on an unmarked plane. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But bad. Okay, and they don't want the optics of us sending money directly to the Taliban, so they want to set up a Swiss trust fund that would control those funds and distribute them for the humanitarian needs. A lot of nonprofits, of course, warning earlier in the year that most of the U.S. aid to Afghanistan was going directly to the Taliban. So what they're saying is this will be a workaround. We'll send it up in a Swiss trust fund. You know, the people involved in distributing it will then take a few billion off the top for themselves. This is how foreign aid works. And then the Taliban will let us distribute the rest of the people. Yo, the Taliban, they are not, they don't let women drive. They don't let women read, okay? They're pretty heavy-handed. Something tells me they're not going to let you funnel money into their country and not have a hand in how it's getting dispensed, okay, number one. Okay, but number two, with all the problems we have going on in this country— why the hell do we continue to send our money everywhere else? Yo, people are getting smoked here. And I really don't think the Democrats, I really don't think the Uniparty, though the Mitch McConnells of the world who are a part of the Democratic Party just the same, I don't think they realize just how disgusted people are with the indifference in Washington. Okay, where people are really suffering. I mean, you got to think about where we're living in this day and age in America where the quality of life has been compromised in every way, shape, or form. Crime is through the roof. You go into a city anywhere in America, it's disgusting. 
homeless people everywhere. Think of New York right now. New York's screaming and yelling because we've got migrants coming in that are being bussed up from Texas. Okay, New York, we, we have had two million people come to this border uh, illegally so far this year. Those are the ones we know about. Okay, there are probably that many more who got away. We don't have an answer. We just know that we've run into two million of them. And Greg Abbott is finally standing up for himself and bussing them to Democratic-run cities in hopes that de- dem- those Democratic leaders will then call up Joe Biden and be like, dude, secure the freaking border. Okay, we're getting migrants shipped into our cities. Yeah, I know we say we're sanctuary cities because it looks good on the news, but we don't actually want these people. Come on, man, secure the border. But so far, they're not securing the border. So what do we have here in New York City? When you talk about the indifference to the people in this country, really disgusting, but I really want you to think about this. Okay, we have 38,000 homeless veterans in this country. I don't need people who fought for the country. People risk their lives. I don't have the specifics, but I can tell you someone who lives in New York or drove in New York for a long time, you really won't block, walk, sadly, you won't walk two blocks on a major avenue, 6th Avenue, okay, 8th Avenue, Park Avenue, 10th Avenue, Madison Avenue. You won't walk two blocks and not see a homeless veteran here in New York City, which is sad, which is heartbreaking. But then you find out that we're giving illegal immigrants $400 a night hotel rooms in New York City. That are breaking into the country. Think about what we're dealing with in this day and age in this democratic worldview. Okay, if you fight for this country, you're on the streets. But if you break into this country, you're in the suites. Okay, that's disgusting. But that's the real indifference to the quality of life in America and the American citizen that we're witnessing. All because they think this sort of stuff, all this foreign aid, it means we're not racist, I guess. Oh, these illegal immigrants, it means we're tolerant and inclusive. Okay, but it also means what? Because sending money to Afghanistan doesn't mean you're not racist or anything in between. It just means there's, you know, mechanisms in place to funnel a lot of that money out, launder it and redistribute it. Okay, think about that. We're hiring 87,000 IRS agents to audit you. We're not hiring anybody to audit any of these congressmen who make $170,000 a year and somehow have $50 million in the bank. I mean, really think about that. I got audited because I claimed $21,000 worth of income. And they're like, no way, this doesn't add up. How are you getting by? But we got people in Congress who make $170,000 a year and have $50 million in the bank. How the hell are they not getting audited? I mean, really think, do you believe any of that's on the level? Of course not. Okay, but when you read these reports, okay, about money to Afghanistan, which is what this was supposed to be about before I went off my meds and started hooting and hollering about everything in between. So there's a lot of injustice in the world that they claim to be fighting. But the harder they fight their straw man injustice, the more injustice the American citizens suffer here at home. Again. Veterans who fought for this country, they're living on the road. Okay, they're living in the streets. You'll see them in intersections and cities looking for money. And it breaks your heart. These are guys who fought for the country. Okay, but the people breaking in are fine. The people fighting in Ukraine are getting $40 billion in aid. Okay, we keep being told, uh, Ukraine, it's the root of all economic evil. It's Putin's price hike. It's bad. You don't understand. So shouldn't we be trying to end that war? Instead of sending more money overseas. But no, the truth is they don't care about injustice. They just love spending money in the name of fighting injustice. Why? Because most of it makes its way back to them. That's the point. Oh, you don't understand. 
Okay, we got bad situation in Ukraine. Please give us money. Meaning them. You don't understand. Uh, Afghanistan's out of control. Winter's coming. Please give us money. Oh, we got people crossing the border. Greg Abbott's shipping them up to Democratic cities. Please give us money. The long story short, man, they do not, they do not, they do not care about you or Afghanistan or Ukraine. Certainly not the veterans who fought for this country. The only thing they ever care about over and over and over again is them. I admire your honesty. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And, of course, over the weekend, uh, Brian Stelter did his final show on CNN. CNN is the worst. I, of course, was flying home yesterday from the Lake of the Ozarks. So, like the rest of the country, I was unable to watch his final show. Uh, I, myself, because I was flying, the rest of you, for the usual reasons. Nobody watched this show. But here's Brian Stelter again. When you talk about a media bubble, I was in D.C. for the White House Correspondents' Dinner. These people love themselves, and they think they're doing a phenomenal job. I was watching them give out awards for coverage of the Mueller probe, something that ended in humiliating fashion for every single member of the media. But here is Brian Stelter telling you what a good job he did. It's clip 18. You know, I love this show, this small but mighty show punched above its weight for so many years. (laughs) Even a former president commented on the cancellation. Reliable Sources has been a -a one-of-a-kind show, and a popular show. This is one of CNN's highest-rated weekend shows. So I want to say thank you to all of you watching around the world. Oh, my goodness gracious. You don't have a clue. First of all, nobody was watching. That's why they canceled it. Okay, second of all, reliable sources. Let's think about what it did. For three years, for three years, it pushed the story that Donald Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. Now, was that reliable reporting? The answer would be no. You know what else it pushed? A story by The Atlantic that said Donald Trump slandered dead veterans. An anonymous source was responsible for that article. 24, 24 people who were in the alleged room where it happened put their name on the fact that it didn't happen. Is that reliable reporting by Stelter? The answer would be no. Stelter, of course, ran the Nick Sandbin story, which ultimately wound up getting CNN sued for saying these white supremacist kids instigated a fight. Was that reliable? The answer would be no. They killed the Hunter Biden laptop story, saying it was Russian disinformation. Was it Russian disinformation? The answer would be no. So they just lost their minds. But they were out there believing. They believe their own BS. This is why it's so important to talk to people who don't agree with you. It's because sometimes you might get like a whiff of self-awareness. There's not a lot of it in journalism these days. Howard Kurtz on Media Buzz yesterday kind of did like a post-mortem on reliable sources, which is worth listening to really quick. It's clip 22. Chris Licht, the new president of CNN, made clear when he took over in the spring that he wanted less extreme partisanship on the network, a return to its roots. And that makes sense. The problem is, after six years of bitterly anti-Trump and relentlessly anti-Fox programming, CNN had surrendered that reputation. And it had plenty of company in the business. Then the sugar high of Trump-driven ratings wore off with the former president's departure. Now, when you have two media shows going head-to-head and the one with less than half the ratings is taken off the air, that might be considered part of the story. But most mainstream accounts, except for The Washington Post, 
didn't bother to mention Media Buzz, which is fine. Many also didn't mention that the other show on CNN had been my show. I helped build that franchise, and I was very proud of being fair to conservatives, liberals, independents, and everyone else. It was a different era at CNN. So think about that. The, the key term he makes there, okay, is the sugar high. Says the show lost its way on the sugar high of saying Donald Trump was going to jail. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But they're still chasing that sugar high. Some of the people chasing that sugar high happen to work in the government right now. That's a big part of the problem. Here is Jim Acosta over on CNN asking Michael Cohen if this is finally the thing that's going to get Trump. Clip five. Do you think this is it? You know, you hear, you know, you hear the cliche, the walls are closing in. And, the, you know, the time's about up for Donald Trump and so on. I wonder what you think, Michael Cohen, knowing what you know about Donald Trump, how he seems to have 9,000 ni lives, not nine lives. Do you think it, that, that time is running out for Trump? Yeah, I think ultimately what's happened now is time has gone on and these investigations have now advanced. And the information, the truth has come out. And the truth is never good for Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm surrounded by idiots. There's no regard for the fact that Jim Acosta has been telling you the walls have been closing in now for six years. Okay, six years. Now the walls are closing in Russia. Now the walls are closing in Michael Avenatti. No, no, no. The walls are closing in Michael Cohen, the guy he just had on. There's no acknowledgement that his defection from the Trump camp was supposed to be the walls closing in. The third walls closing in, by the way, of, uh, according to Jim Acosta. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. But I bring this up because it goes back to Howard Kurtz's initial analysis of what brought down Stelter, the sugar high of getting ratings by telling people this time we've got Trump. That's what it became. It's become an old Batman episode. Do you remember watching Batman? With like, oh, he's on the wheel of death. He's in big trouble now. And as they're going to commercial, you're like, oh, man, they got him. It's Mueller. It's Cohen. It's Avenatti. It's Russia. And then you'd come back from commercial. He was free again. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to talk to this next guest. She, of course, lives in the great state of Pennsylvania, more specifically in Pittsburgh. There's a good chance she might still be drunk because the Steelers had a game on Saturday. Uh, joining us now to confirm and separate fact from fiction, uh, writer for the New York Post, the great Heather Robinson, back on the show. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Jimmy. Thank you. Are you uh, are you still waving your terrible towel from Saturday's Steelers preseason game? Well, you know, I was I was on deadline, so I have to plead a little ignorance, which is dangerous to do regarding the Steelers. Yeah, don't my my listeners on WJAS right now are about to throw a brick through your window. <laughs> you can't tell them you missed a Steelers game. Are you nuts? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'm a newswoman and. Sometimes I get pulled off onto, you know, other things, but definitely go Steelers, of course. That, 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 yeah, that was the safe. I mean, I, I have had a cop stop me in Pittsburgh, ask if I was drinking. I said no, and he handed me a six-pack of Iron City Light. 
He's like, we get to work. It's <laughs> it's Steeler season. You're supposed to be hammered. Come on, Heather. All right. I'm on it. I'm on it. Um. All right. Good. Well, you know, I'm, it's always good to hear your voice. You're always good for morale, Heather Robinson. <laughs> Thank and, you, uh, Jimmy. Well, good. Uh, although I, it's my understanding from reading your fabulous piece in the New York Post that morale isn't exactly great amongst veterans who fought in the Afghan mm-hmm. 20-year war. Now, yes. as as I'm reading this today, it's juxtaposed against the fact that You know, Biden is in talks right now to send more money to Afghanistan. They want to send humanitarian aid because they don't think the Taliban Mm -hmm. is going to feed people uh, this winter. What are the odds, Mm -hmm. by the way, that the Taliban is going to let this humanitarian aid wind up where it should? I would say the odds are pretty low. Now, my Mm -hmm. question to you is, did you get the sense in talking to eight Afghan veterans uh, that Mm -hmm. they don't exactly feel great about the idea of fighting for this country, given what's going on in the White House? Like, what was the takeaway? The takeaway, Jimmy, was I think most were proud of the initial mission, mm-hmm. which was – we remember it started after September 11th. Yeah, post-9-11. We were attacked. Mm-hmm. The Taliban was sheltering and aiding al-Qaeda to attack us. And I think that most of those I spoke with, all of them, felt that that was important, that the United States had to stop al-Qaeda, get bin Laden, punish the Taliban for helping this, this vicious terror group attack us, and that that mission was clear and that that was accomplished. Um, and then things over time morphed into nation building and the idea that we would uh, reform Afghan society, turn it into a Western-style democracy. And the consensus among the vets I spoke with was that that project was by and large, sadly, a failure. However, um, there was some disagreement among them, I would say, in terms of the value mm-hmm. of, of trying. Yeah. I think a couple of the people I spoke with, Florent Groberg, was one a Medal of Honor winner mm-hmm. uh, from an Algerian Muslim family. He became a citizen seven months before 9-11, tremendous hero. You know, he was motivated to go get these terrorists. His own uncle was murdered by terrorists. Um, And he, you know, he talked about how he thinks that our efforts there will have in the long run some positive reverberations, that that we did build leadership among the Afghan people, that this may not be the final chapter. But I'd say most of the people I spoke with felt that we had made a mistake in thinking, in, in, in deploying huge troops and resources to try to uh, change the culture of that place. Yeah. It's so, not, um, yeah. No, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, that's my bigger takeaway is each of these individual stories is like really moving. And you realize just how much heroism, you know, is behind yeah. everybody who throws on a uniform in this country. And I'm just I'm always so concerned that like right now, you know, there's a generation of people who would traditionally want to serve this country and they're not being made to feel like they matter. Like, for instance, here in New York, you know, there are hotel rooms being given out as we speak to people who've broken into this country illegally while 37,000 homeless veterans wander the streets. Don't you think we have a messaging problem there? Yeah, we have a priority problem there, Jimmy. And one of the vets with whom I spoke, O'Neill Johnson Jr., a Marine, a wonderful man who was in charge of helping train the Afghan army, he's now dedicating himself to his fellow veterans here, homeless vets, trying to get them resources. So, yes, I think that um, that emerged as well, this, this sense that whether we're talking about, number one, our own American people, and also, you know, when we're talking about 
allies of America, people who showed in Afghanistan through risking their lives that they were on our side of this and shared our values. We, we did, we, you know, these veterans feel that this administration has not prioritized helping those people, helping our American citizens first and second, those who stood with us. You know, we seem to have a heart for a lot of people, you know, around the world, but it seems like it would make sense, you know, according to them, to start with the people who've stood with us and with us, our own people, who need uh, support. Yeah, I totally agreed. Heather Robinson is on the line. She's a fantastic writer for the New York Post, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan in arrears right <laughs> now. Her name is kind of mud out in the 724. We're going to clear it up with our WJAS listeners. <laughs> you don't worry about it. Um, now, listen. Uh, there's another another woman you spoke to, uh, Amber Smith, who mm-hmm. fought, you know, who flew out like a hundred, more than a hundred combat missions, I believe it was something close to that. But there was yeah. a really interesting t- pull quote in that interview where she said she wanted to be judged on the merit and the skill and nothing else, which I also yeah. thought kind of jumped out at me because it sounds like we have a lot of identity politics in the military in a way that we never did before. And again, I don't think mm-hmm. war allows for identity politics because there's no room for bias. You're on a battlefield. You can't be like, cover right. me, I'm going in, but not you. I don't like your kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, and certainly I heard a lot of that, that, you know, this service and, you know, you need to be able to trust the skill and the, the character of the, the man or woman beside you. For sure. Yeah. Well, then another part, and I think, again, that speaks to your earlier comment about us, you know, having a priority issue is I don't think any Mm -hmm. other military in the world uh, cares about anything other than winning. Winning. Whereas, you know, we're trying to make sure we have a representative sample of America on the trophy stand. But it's not how Mm -hmm. war works. Like we can't we can't have army tanks that have hate has no home here stickers on the back. It's war. It's war. Yes. Yes, and I think there's also, to continue that line of thinking, Jimmy, I I think a theme emerged talking to these vets, which was that, um, you know, they felt that the the clarity of the mission was lost. Mm -hmm. Amber Smith said, you know, people in combat deserve to know what the mission is. Uh, This idea of, you know, mission creep and the broader mission and getting confused about what we're over there for really isn't fair to people who are putting their life and limbs on the line. Um, Yes, it's too it's too nebulous. It's too broad. It's too um, ill defined. And, you know, war. Listen, I mean, not like I'm the authority on war. You know, thank goodness I haven't had to be. But um, I think you're right that that, you know, it comes down to winning and it's not a pretty thing. And when we've had to do it as Americans in the past, it's because it's been necessary. And I think there's some sense among our troops that some of this extended, protracted um, commitment was not perhaps necessary to the security of the United States, and therefore, but you know, there was some disagreement on that. I interviewed a general, mm-hmm. General Schlosser, and he he said that the reason we haven't been hit here, he believes, has been the presence of U.S. troops in places like Afghanistan. So you know, mm-hmm. there's some disagreement on this. Okay, that's fair. We're talking to the great Heather Robinson, and I agree. I'm not a military expert. The highest ranking official I know is Captain Crunch. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tight with General Mills as well. I know General Mills pretty well, but yeah, uh, I'm right General there. General Milley? Yeah, no, Mills. I don't know Milley. I actually think it's funny, okay, when you talk about the politics of these wars, when you talk about the politics of the Afghan troop withdrawal, I think we're both qualified to say this, is that Joe Biden, you know, did try to sell this to the public as a success when our mm-hmm. eyes clearly defied that messaging. Yes. But I well, think— yeah, Well, the pullout, yes. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. There was consensus that that was disastrous 
meticulously handled and executed. Yeah. yeah. And but I think when you, you mentioned General Milley, like it's it's actually amazing to me that Biden didn't fire any generals just to separate himself from the catastrophe, because traditionally, mm-hmm. you know, presidents can do that. So it doesn't look like this is a mess of their own making. And I think that was mm-hmm. the beginning of the end in terms of his credibility, uh, because he was selling us something that was defied by any truth or logic. But I don't want to get off track, Heather Robinson, because this piece is about mm-hmm. the veterans and I want them to be highlighted. Mm-hmm. So let's talk yeah. about another veteran, U.S. Army Captain Pete Hegseth, who I happen to know is a very hunky television host and author. <laughs> um, yes. Does, when you interview a guy like Hegseth, does he have like a fan blowing to make his hair look more exotic and stuff? Because I know him to be very <laughs> image conscious. <laughs> well, I interviewed him over the phone. Oh, so okay, okay. Answer. Well, it was but probably was, still yeah. going on, though, I promise. There was probably some, some music underneath it because Hegseth very image conscious. But continue. Well, you know, he was he was clear about having been very angry in the days after 9-11 to see his fellow Princetonians immediately protesting even before America had done anything. Um, And that prompted him to, you know, feel like people, you know, he was angry. He was angry, you know, at Al Qaeda. He, as he said, we had thousands of Americans dead. We were attacked. And so again, you know, that that basic uh, point that this all started because we were viciously attacked by a terror group that was be- being given refuge in, in Afghanistan. And he, you know, he he was really raring to go. And uh, Hegseth was very, um, you know, strong strongly uh, of the opinion though that. We should have left 10 years ago. He said that he was there helping train Afghan troops and doing intelligence at the time, and it was clear to him he was one of those who was very uh, strongly uh, opinionated on the the folly of nation building. Yep. That he even said, and this was striking to me, that you know we think of the, the you know the, the women's rights agenda, which is such a important and beautiful thing to a lot of us. And no doubt, there's there's terrible, terrible things being done there by the Taliban. They are a misogynistic group, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. That is not overstated. And I could tell you some terrible stories that some of these vets told me that I couldn't include in the piece. Wow. But Pete's point was, you know what? We tried to address that, but this is a huge cultural difference that we actually gave uh, propaganda to the Taliban because to them, messing with their women, you know, or, you know, coming in and with our agenda about their women inflamed a lot of the men and and pushed them over to the Taliban side, according to Hegseth. Wow, that's crazy stuff, Heather Robinson. But I do think, you know, without overanalyzing it, you're right to say that when there's a cultural difference as vast as us and the Taliban, there is no way to nation build because for that, we're just we're prioritizing different things. So I think it's a fascinating read all around. I think everybody listening has to go check out Heather's fabulous writing. It's at the New York Post dot com. I mean, listen, everything you do is great, Heather Robinson. And, you know, I love talking to you. How is everything else? Is it under control? Is there anything (laughs) happening I need to know about? Everything's, you know, okay, Jimmy. You know, life is very not fraught with terror in Pittsburgh. (laughs) <laughs> and we're lucky, you know, we got to we got to appreciate what we got and we do around here. Yeah, so I mean, all good. the bit well, thankfully, yeah, the biggest bomb in Pittsburgh is the pirate season. But you guys are used to that by now. <laughs> but they're always in the cellar. Yeah, that's yeah. a tradition. <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a thing now. They've become their own Chicago, their own version of the Chicago Cubs. But like yeah, you said, there's, yeah. there's plenty of Iron City light to go around. Well, um, <laughs> let's let's do it again soon because I'm going to get emotional about ending this one. But I do have to go to a commercial. But you're the cat's pajamas, Heather Robinson. Thanks, Jimmy. I'll see you again. Great soon. talking. You too, pal. Bye. There she goes, the great Heather Robinson. There we go. Back after this. 
It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon, we're going to be talking to congressional candidate Wesley Hunt in the next hour. He is, of course, running for the 38th Congressional District of Texas, running for that seat. And uh, he is a guy not happy at all about what's going on at our southern border. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Sheesh. Better have the dump button ready if that's the mood. Uh, Right now, though, uh, we are talking about (laughs) all things going on inside the country including this nonsense with the Mar-a-Lago raid. So the federal judge ruled earlier that there is no way the Department of Justice gets their way and keeps this thing sealed. Okay, the DOJ, following last week's ruling, was like, oh, no, we want all of it sealed. We don't want any of it out there. This is the same Merrick Garland who got on TV and said, no, we're totally on the up and up. I don't know why people disparage the FBI. And then what did he do? He went out and somebody within the agency leaked a story to the Washington Post that this whole thing was about nuclear secrets. Now, we don't have any confirmation because we haven't seen the affidavit. What we have is another unsourced story, very evocative of the Mueller probe, where we'd get one story after another where, if true, this would bring down Trump for good. But if true normally means that you can't report the story because you don't know if it was true. Bingo. Okay, but in this instance, they run anything if they think it'll reflect negatively on Trump. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. It frustrates me a little bit as a radio host because I tell you guys all the time, I don't run the Donald Trump Radio Defense Fund. And I think there is a very lazy faction of talk radio that does. Where, you know, when Trump used to say, oh, I could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and I wouldn't get in trouble. Okay, I, there is a faction of talk radio that is the reason he wouldn't get in trouble in their eyes because they, you know, they do love him. OK, but the other reason Trump can shoot people in the middle of Fifth Avenue and not get in trouble is half of them happen to be Knicks fans who actually just want to die. <laughs> like, thank you, Mr. Trump. Been rooting for the Knicks for 50 years. Never works out. I'm a Jets fan, too. You know, not good. Uh, but the point is. I don't just sit here and blindly defend anything Donald Trump does. It's a lot of times where Trump, you'll see him tweeting negative things about Fox News because we don't just issue a blanket. We're with you, Don. What we're with at Fox News is the truth. The reason it looked like we had Trump's back during the Mueller probe is us, like everybody else out there, knew the Mueller probe was based entirely on falsified information by the FBI and, of course, a steel dossier that was bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign. We knew that was a scam. We threw the challenge flag. So, of course, the rest of the media was like, oh, Fox is in, t- in the tank for Trump. OK, we're in the tank for Trump. We're in the tank for the truth. OK, when the 2020 election came and went and Trump said the election was stolen, we couldn't flat out agree with him. And so he started bashing us for it. But the truth is we don't want to get out there. And do what MSNBC and CNN did with the 2016 election and say it was stolen every night for three years, because then that makes us no better than the thing we hate. But when I get on the air and I tell you, oh, they're really giving Trump the business, this raid is unprecedented, understand I'm giving that to you because it's just the truth. Okay, if Trump really broke the law, sold nuclear secrets, should be arrested. Of course he should. 
So I'm not out there saying there's no world where I wouldn't support prosecution. What I'm out there saying is this looks a lot like every other bag of goods we've been sold by the intel community. But here is Jim Trusty, a Trump attorney, explaining to Mark Levin last night that there's a big Fourth Amendment action coming based on the Mar-a-Lago raid. It's clip two. Coming soon. It should be something that uh, gets publicly filed. So the whole United States will get to read this thing. And I think that's important to the president. He's been very transparent through this whole process. And as you can imagine, Mark, because I know your your chops, I know your background in terms of just incredible legal knowledge. This is going to be Fourth Amendment based. You know, the litigation before Judge Reinhardt is all about First Amendment, frankly. Uh, media versus DOJ, but we're going to weigh in very strong and very hard on behalf of the president who never should have been subjected to the search warrant, and we're going to be attacking that search warrant. Wow. You've got to get mad. That's what he's saying. He is not happy. He is not going to pay a lot for this muffler, nor should he. Okay, we have a Department of Justice that's attacking a political opponent, a guy that very well could be on the ballot in 2024. And when you see them going after him the way they do, it's hard to take any of it as face value, which is why nobody's buying what they're selling. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. We are lacing them up over here for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We've got Wesley Hunt coming by. He is, of course, a candidate for the House of Representatives in the 38th Congressional District of Texas. The guy is not happy, not happy with what's going on at our southern border, not happy with an Inflation Reduction Act that does not reduce inflation, nor is he okay with your Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, telling poor people they need to buy solar panels so they can stop whining about their electric bills. Uh, It's a big mess, but we are going to attempt to clean it up at 888-788-788. Nine nine one zero. If you want to be a part of the program, I led the show today with these Jennifer Granholm comments, and I just want to squeeze them in uh, before I get into the border battle really quick. This is your energy secretary. Okay, I discussed this this morning on America's Newsroom with Bill Hammer and Dana Perino. If you missed it, it is on the Fox Across America Facebook page. We always encourage you to go there and be a part of the community. But you can hear her clip right here and now. It's clip one. What do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place? If you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure law, a significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income, today you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outlay at the front. It's a significant incentive. Girl, please stop talking right now. So, again, if you're a member of the middle class and you're struggling to pay your electric bill, pay your home heating bill, don't worry about it. Just get financing and go buy solar panels and, you know, it'll all be under control. You don't have a clue. Again, if you're broke from the small stuff, you can't pay for the big stuff, which means everything out of Jennifer Granholm's mouth is clown stuff, (laughs) including this claim, well, if you're poor, just get your home weatherized. It's all free. The government will give you the solar panels. Yeah, yeah, but none of it is free. We go and we buy it off China, and then the rest of the country pays for it in the form of a tax increase. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. I don't want to lose the plot here. 
Okay, but we've been discussing this at great length. The Inflation Reduction Act, which added 87,000 IRS agents, 87,000. Now, some of them are going to replace outgoing IRS agents that are retiring. There's some discrepancies over whether it's 87,000 new agents or just 62,000 new agents. The point is it's new agents. They're there to audit people and collect taxes. There's no world where they can collect all of this tax revenue they need to, to cover all this green energy spending without taxing the middle class. Okay, there's none. The middle class is 60% of the tax base in this country. And the connotation the Democrats keep selling in their eat the rich, you know, class warfare mindset is that everybody who's rich in this country must be some sort of a criminal. Here's the reality. If you go out and audit every rich person in this country, 99.9% of them aren't criminals. So this idea that there's just extra taxes laying around to be collected. Stop lying to us. It's just not reality. They're not there. Okay, they're not all criminals. You don't get all, all get rich from being a criminal. Okay, yeah, if you're a congressman, you probably get rich from being a criminal. They make $170,000 a year. A lot of them have $50 million in the bank. But we're not lining up to audit them. We're not lining up to audit any of the money. We're sending it over to Ukraine and God knows where else. But the bigger point here, again, is there's this real tone deaf indifference to how people are suffering right now. And there's one-track-mindedness when it comes to climate change. The Democrats want climate change. Nobody else cares. Okay, nobody else Again, if climate change is a top priority for Americans, then we pass a climate change bill. We don't pass something called the Inflation Reduction Act. And then the minute it passes, we go out and say, oh, this is a win for all the people who wanted climate change. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. But that's exactly what they did. They are now calling this bill the largest climate change bill in history. Well, if it's the largest climate change bill in history, why the hell didn't we bill it as a climate change bill? I think he's got a point. Okay, the point is everybody pushing this is full of brings me to the southern border, okay? I'm not happy about this, okay? I've been talking about this since the second Biden got sworn in and the border, we got every single Trump policy repealed, okay? Let's start at the tippy top, okay? When Joe Biden signed an executive order saying we're repealing the remain in Mexico policy, that was Donald Trump's, that was racist. No, it wasn't racist. What remain in Mexico did is it forced people trying to get into this country illegally to stay in Mexico until their asylum case was granted. Now, the reason that's significant is because if they have to stay in Mexico, they are not guaranteed passage into this country. What that means is the drug cartels, the human traffickers, the coyotes, they can no longer sell safe passage into the country. They can no longer say to people, give us five grand, give us 10 grand, you're guaranteed safe passage into America. No, these people were now not assured that they were going to make it here illegally. The minute you get rid of that, okay, and you go back to Barack Obama's policy of catch and release, what that means is welcome to the southern border. If you get caught, we'll release you into the United States of America. Now understand, 93% of people don't go to their asylum hearings in this country, which means if you get caught at the border, you're just here, okay? You are let into the country. And that's been the big hullabaloo in politics the past two weeks is that Greg Abbott, who along the southern border of Texas, has seen two million illegal migrant encounters in this year alone. OK, Greg Abbott is now taking 
those people crossing the border illegally and relocating them to Democratic cities so it doesn't only burden his resources. (laughs) That's the point of him doing this. He's trying to get Democratic leaders to step up and say, yo, Biden, secure the border. We're all having our resources stretched thin because none of us have the infrastructure or the means to take in millions of people. Now, New York is complaining, and they've taken in about 1,000 migrants so far, about 1,000, okay? The rest of the country has taken in 2 million just in this year alone. Understand, this time last year, in August of 2021, we had up until now 1.2 million border encounters, 1.2 million. We are ahead of that right now by 800,000 at our southern border. And the fact that we're trying to relocate migrants now is not Greg Abbott being indifferent to these poor people. It's not, you know, it's not him saying, oh, these people don't deserve dignity and respect. He's saying as long as the border is open, nobody's going to have any dignity or any respect because they are going to be subject to this perilous journey where people are suffocating inside of tractor trailers, where 30 percent of the women who cross this border illegally are sexually assaulted on the way. Where's the dignity in that? There is none. Okay, and that's been the big battle down at the border is that everybody who said they were a sanctuary city like D.C. Governor, uh, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Oh, we're a sanctuary city. Donald Trump shouldn't be closing the border. You're all welcome to come here until they got there. And they were like, oh, hell no. We can't have all these migrants here. Democrats are so full of crap. Okay, here is Dan Crenshaw, Republican representative from the great state of Texas. Okay, flat out just saying the obvious that Abbott is doing this in an attempt to start a national conversation about a porous border, a porous border that, oh, by the way, is responsible for a record level of fentanyl overdose deaths. We don't have a one state border problem. It's not a Texas problem. It's a 50 state border problem. Fentanyl in this country is the leading cause of death for all Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. Fentanyl. That's what's killing people. It's not monkeypox. It's not COVID. It's not January 6th. It's fentanyl. And you don't hear a word about it anywhere in the media but Fox News. And the rest of the media tries to say, like, we're fear-mongering. Yo, we're not fear-mongering. We're truth-mongering. Nothing is killing more people in this country than fentanyl, and we're the only network talking about it. I promise you, that doesn't make us the bad guys. I admire your honesty. Here's Crenshaw, clip 23. Well, look, what he's doing is he's sending a message I, uh, that, that there's no secret there, right? This isn't a policy move. This is this is a move of desperation to get someone to pay attention to what we're dealing with in Texas, you know, which is why I support it. Yeah, so we're, will they have a more likely likelihood of staying in the country? Look, basically everyone who's crossing our border has that same likelihood. There's millions upon there's almost two million. I think we're at at apprehensions just this year. That's an unprecedented number. Huge amount of those will stay in the country because the backlogs in our system are so severe that that's going to happen anyway. So you understand, okay, there are people trying to come here legally who can't get in because the backlog just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger every time another group of illegal migrants make their way into the country. Every time we have this conversation, I make it a point to remind everybody listening, I have great empathy for the people who want to come to this country. Even the ones coming illegally. Yeah, I don't encourage anybody breaking the law, but I do understand they're trying to make a better life for their family. And they are fleeing food insecurity. They are fleeing cartel violence. They are fleeing corrupt governments, only to wind up in Democratic-run cities where you have all three of those issues again. But the point is, 
Okay, this is a humanitarian crisis created by the fact that Joe Biden has turned our country into that bar that doesn't check ID. Do you remember when you were a young kid trying to get into bars, when you found out there was a place in town that let you in with bogus ID or no ID at all, all of a sudden every underage drinker in the, in, in the county was showing up to that bar because they knew they'd get in. Okay, that's our border. They know they'll get in. You know, when you end Remain in Mexico, when you implement catch and release, okay, the message you're sending to people is if you come here, you're in. Okay, which is why we now have a situation where they're busing migrants to other cities. There is no reason, none on earth, that Texas should be bearing the brunt of our entire nation's responsibility. This is our national border. This is not supposed to be, well, you're on your own, Texas. We're the United States of America. We're not supposed to be the every state for himself, America, when it comes to, you know, the federal government's inaction at our southern border. Okay, here is, okay, the second in command at Border Patrol, Hector Garza, explaining to Fox Business that, yes, we have people on buses being sent to other cities. These are good people. We're not trying to slander them. But understand how many people aren't we catching? We have 2 million people we've caught at our southern border. How many people haven't we caught? We know there's 60 members of the terror watch list that we've caught at our southern border. How many terrorists haven't we caught? Here it is, clip 26. There's also a demographic that is not surrendering to U.S. Border Patrol. There's a demographic that is running from Border Patrol agents, that's trying to get away from Border Patrol agents. And those are the people that are very concerning as well, because those are the ones that have serious criminal records. Those are the drug dealers. Those are the, the assassins. Those are the murderers. Those are people that have served uh, prison time in their countries and now are coming to the United States. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the migrants you're seeing on those buses, that's just one demographic. It's a totally other demographic that's that's getting away and also infiltrating the United yeah, States. We have to run a to- Hector, a total but- new criminal element. Biden is such a disaster. I mean, that's the overarching takeaway is Joe Biden got into this country. OK, and undid all of Donald Trump's border policies just because just because. OK, they ran on the fact that securing your border was somehow racist. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. What did Joe Biden just do this weekend? Just this weekend, they announced that they're building a wall around his compound in Delaware. Now, granted, they built that wall because they're afraid he'll wander off and get lost and not be able to find his way back. But the point is, if he can have a wall around his house, you should have a wall around your country because every border agent will tell you it's not foolproof. It's not going to keep everybody out, but it's going to make it harder. And when you make it harder for people to come here illegally, which is far more dangerous You're encouraging them instead to come here legally, which is a lot more safe. So when the discussion revolves around empathy and who's on the right side of this thing, it's not the Democrats with the open border policy that are getting 30 percent of the women who cross it illegally raped that are empowering drug cartels to the point that it's become a one billion dollar human trafficking industry at our southern border. It's the people who are saying, no, you can't come illegally. Get in line like everybody else, because that's a hell of a whole lot safer.
Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Guy you can see on TV tonight. I will be on Gutfeld at 11 o'clock. Highest rated late night show in the country right now. Greg Gutfeld. You don't hear a word about it in Hollywood. I was saying it the other night. Greg Gutfeld is the Rodney King of comedy. Takes a hell of a beating from the critics and just keeps on winning, winning, winning. Why? Because we're just having a good time on that show. It's no differently than what we're doing on this show. We're just here selling fun. Yeah, the world's on fire, but we're roasting radio marshmallows, trying to hold everybody together with some basic common sense analysis and a couple of jokes, which, by the way, if you want to see me in person, go to the Carson Nugget this Friday, this Saturday, Carson, Nevada. Tickets for the 930 show still available at ccnugget.com. And the Fox Across America crowd, okay, is unbelievable. We were in the Lake of the Ozarks this weekend. Jenny Fela came. We were at the Encore. Just phenomenal. Just like really just our audience is so funny. Okay, even the people like heckling because we got really rowdy. I did like a Q&A towards the end of my show. Everybody was funny. One guy was heckling for Jenny to stand up. I want to see your wife. Make her stand up now. Come on. Come on, boy. Get her up there. I won't see her. And, you know, dude's yelling out, we love you, dude. But they were, like, so hammered. <laughs> well, you're my best friend. Uh, but the aftermath was a, a you know, three-hour meet and greet, and everybody was just amazing. Like, people were hanging out at my table eating my French fries. It was great. Everybody's a lot of fun, man. Uh, that is our crowd. We are the, the rice that binds, that kind of holds the country together. Because we care, but we're not here to alienate. We're not chasing people away who don't agree with us. You know, most of the country is behaving like a fat, spoiled child right now. Mom, they don't agree with me politically. I want them out of here. They're not my friends anymore. Remember agree to disagree? Remember that phrase? Ah, we'll agree to disagree. It doesn't work that way now. If you say we agree to disagree, they're like, what do you mean you disagree? You monster. You white supremacist. Get out of here. You're a mess. And that's what everybody does. So, you know, we try to be the antithesis of that. And I say it all the time. Like, if you come to one of these shows... You will walk away being like, wow, I actually like I'm one of the coolest people in the country right now. Like, that's the hook. The people listening to the show are the coolest people in the country because we're the adults in the room. Okay, we're kind of indifferent to all of the outrage and the stupidity and the ridiculousness. And we're kind of in on the joke that if you live in America, you hit the lottery. Okay, yes, inflation has put us into a position where you kind of have to hit the lottery just to keep up with costs under Biden. I mean, it ain't pretty in the oval. Biden sucks. But the point is. You know, presidents come and go, and you'll still be living here when it's over in the greatest country in the history of the world. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? The Fox Across America crowd can dig it. That's why I'm out here shamelessly plugging my next stand-up event. You can come out to the nugget and dig it. And you could probably dig me out of the hole I get into at the blackjack tables, too. It's going to be a wild one. Tickets at ccnugget.com. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, one of the things we talk about a lot on the show is we talk about who the best-dressed guy in Congress is. Byron Donalds comes by from Florida, tells us all the time he has the most swag. 
but he does contend that Greg Stubbe is the best dressed. But we always put out the rankings every time either one of them is on. Well, if this next guest gets elected to the 38th Congressional District of Texas, we might have to change the power rankings because the dude has some swag. Wesley Hunt is on the show. Hey, man. (laughs) How are you doing? You tell Byron. I got double his swag. Whoa, that's big. Yo, you don't know what you just started, Wesley Hunt. Come on, man. Tell him I said that. Whoa. Tell him I said that. That is, I mean, wow. You talk about activating the launch sequence. This is a big deal. Let me, let me ask you this, Wesley Hunt, Mr. Dr. Swag over there. Um, are, you, are you picking out your own gear, or is the missus getting involved? No, this is kind of my thing. I've been picking out my own gear for a while. Oh. And what we want to do is we want to make sure that we bring in and usher in a new party that understands swag, understands all this drip, and we want to make sure that we show the Democrats who's boss from a fashion standpoint and also a policy standpoint. Whoa. That's our goal. Big talk is on the ballot in November, <laughs> folks. Wow. All right, you got my attention, Hunt. Let's have this chat because I, I don't think uh, the Democrats realize that we are the fun party. Like, there's a lot more fun being had on the right where you're not trying to, like, cancel anybody or get rid of them. We're just out having a good time because I think in America that was the whole hook is everybody wants to get in because this is the party. You know, if you're walking through a casino, you don't want to sit at the table where everybody's staring at their feet. You want the one where they're high-fiving and, you know, tipping the waitress $100 bills. That's America. <laughs> Is it not? <laughs> right. That, Thank you. That, that absolutely is, is America. And if you look at, if you look at, you know, even some of my favorite comedians like like, like Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. and I, I, I was actually on Joe Rogan's podcast as well. There These are guys that just like to have a good time. They want to laugh and want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are the party of fun. Yeah, it's to... okay to poke fun. It's okay to have a good time with each other. It's the Democrats right now that want to cancel anything edgy that you might say. And I think that's why we're getting a lot of key influencers back to our side. That's a great point. You know what I always laughed about about the Chappelle thing? Is everybody like protesting Chappelle? Yeah. Chappelle jokes. It's on Netflix, meaning it's on demand. You had to go out and demand to watch that content. (laughs) Right. He said, said, you you had to go on Netflix and click my face. Yes. I didn't make you do that. Yes. You You demanded it. And now I'm the bad guy. It's it's not right, Wesley Hunt. It's not right. Okay. Ridiculous. Well, let's get into it. Okay. You're down in Texas. Um, It's the border's obviously out of control. Uh, we've got this battle between, you know, Governor Abbott and Eric Adams up here in New York. But shouldn't we just be fighting with Joe Biden for unsecuring it? I mean, isn't that the bigger issue here is not bus trips, but border trips as a whole? I think you are exactly right. And I think a lot of a lot of Democrats that, that are not in the Mexican border states have absolutely no idea. They have absolutely no perspective as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just over the course of the past year, we've had enough fentanyl to illegally cross our southern border to kill every American five times. And now, I don't know if you saw this story, but it's actually coming in the form of candy. Mm-hmm. So that means not only are we going to be killing adults, we're going to be killing children. This is because of Biden's uh, uh, this unwillingness to want to secure the border. Kamala Harris was made the border czar. And as a military guy, when you're put in charge of something, you got to be in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And the border czar hasn't even shown up to the border. This administration right now would rather add 87,000 more IRS agents than more border security agents. And that also goes to show you where their priorities are. Again, they are in the wrong place. They're on the wrong side of history. They are exposing themselves. And I think that's what's going to usher in one of the greatest red waves that we have seen in modern history. Yeah, I do think it's coming. I I feel the same way. Like Kamala won't even go to an on-the-border restaurant, you know, like the Mexicans. (laughs) 
She wouldn't go out. She stopped eating guacamole. Like, she won't even go to the <laughs> restaurant. She won't even go to the restaurant. It's crazy. It's bad. We're talking to yeah. Wesley Hunt, uh, the self-proclaimed future best-dressed man in Congress. It's a bold statement. <laughs> I guess this, this is the kind of show where that's, that's going to make headlines, just so you know. Um, let's talk about this, though, because you mentioned the expansion of the IRS. Okay, I think the biggest scam in history might be the fact that Democrats are yelling about this bill, which they're you know calling the greatest climate change bill in the history of this nation. But if climate change was such a big priority for the American people, why did they have to pass it under a different name? I know. And, and, and they're talking about passing it under the calling it the Inflation Reduction Act when it actually doesn't do that. It literally kills the middle class in the name of climate change. And I always I'll refer to these people as basically the climate cartel because mm-hmm. they actually don't care about our well-being. They don't care about taxes. They don't care about gas prices. They don't care about inflation. They care about one agenda. But I'm going to tell you, being down here in Texas and being the energy congressman of the world, the future energy congressman of the world right here in Houston, Texas, I'm going to tell you that our industry is doing just what the climate cartel wants us to do. And we are reducing our carbon footprint every year because of natural gas and our clean and safe production of oil. And if we were to really talk about this and drill down as to how we get to the future abundant and economically feasible source of energy for the world, you're not going to get there without the oil and gas energy, without natural gas, and without us. And that's why we're seeing all these issues worldwide. And while we have all the resources right here in our country to solve them all, this administration refuses to acknowledge it. And their response is what? We need to pay more taxes. We need more IRS agents. I'm going to tell you, we don't have a tax revenue problem in this country. We have a spending problem in this country. And this administration has spent at least $2.3 trillion in just one year and a half. It's despicable, and they should be ashamed of themselves. No, I agree with you on that one. It drives me crazy, man, because there's no way to expand the size of the IRS and not increase the amount of middle-class audits. That's what these agents do. You know, I, The analogy exactly. I always make is if I come home and my son has 87,000 red Solo cups, I assume he was planning a keg party. I, I, I assume there was going to be a party at my house while I was gone. Ah, no. I, I think maybe just maybe he might be playing some flip cup. Yeah. <laughs> a little something, something. Um, did, <laughs> did you see your energy secretary tell people that they just need to put solar panels on their house? Because to me, again, that speaks to somebody who doesn't get it. If you don't have money to pay the electric bill, you don't have money for solar panels. You know, I can't. If my buddy says he's having a hard time getting a date and I respond with, dude, just ask out Cindy Crawford. That's not a real solution. Yeah. You know? Yes. And, you know, what's really interesting is that, honestly, there are a lot of just hardworking American people that just don't make that kind of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's talking about just go buy solar panels. First of all, get to be able to afford a home. Thank the you. The prices of home have gone through, through the roof. Mm-hmm. Our mortgage rates are going through the roof because of this administration. And so this always goes to talk about just how tone deaf they are. Oh, look, if you can't afford gas. Uh, uh, go buy an EV. Mm-hmm. The average cost of an EV is $68,000. That price tag is more than what the average family of four makes, the median average family of four makes in this country. Let's put that in perspective. And these are supposed to be the party of the people, the yep. party of minorities, the party of black and brown people. And the only thing that they are doing is hurting those that fit right in that middle class socioeconomic region. And that thing, that's the other reason why that the Republican Party right now has become the party of the people, because we understand that we have got to make things more affordable, not just for the rich, not just for the lower class, but 
for everyone. Amazing. Everybody in America has got to be able to live better, and good policies provide that for all of us. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, Wesley Hunt is on the line. He's a candidate for the United States House of Representatives in the 38th Congressional District of Texas. And uh, there's one other thing I have to throw at you about your campaign that jumped out at me. Um, I was actually I was a little nervous because I saw you were out in Iowa. And uh, yeah. it was a risky. No, no, it was a, that's not the that's not the part that made me nervous. I was great. Uh, but you got on the grill and flipped burgers in Iowa. Now, I can tell you as a Texan, you're putting a lot on the line there, because if you don't know how to work a grill in Texas, your campaign is over, dude. You know, you have to know that. So I'm assuming like your grill game is on point. Is that fair? My father, look, my, you know, my dad is a retired lieutenant colonel in the Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister's a West Point graduate. My brother's a West Point graduate. I'm a West Point graduate. And when you come from a, from a family that has 60 years worth of service, that loves the American way, and we're all from Texas, the one thing we can all do is work a grill. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> well, because I always, whenever I see someone running for office get near a grill or like a beer, you always get these cringy, inauthentic <laughs> moments. Like, we had a, the woman who's running for real election as our governor in New York took a picture where she's, you know, she's holding a spatula the wrong way and the grill yeah, isn't lit. Terrible. And it, yeah, again, terrible. everyone threw the challenge flag at the same time. It was crazy. <laughs> but, but, but you stuck, but you stuck. Wow. To, but the minute, I'm not kidding, the minute I saw the video in your feed, I'm like, oh God, no, God, no, God, no. But you did stick the landing. So I just want to give you credit Come for that. Now. Um, of course. No, no this, is, this is important because if you're going to be the swag master of Congress, you've got to be able to work a grill, Wesley Hunt. I'm telling you because I care. <laughs> I love it. That's all. Well, we'll do but also, I will say this, too. Mm-hmm. My wife is born and raised in Iowa. So Ooh. I go to Iowa at least three times a year anyway just to visit my in-laws. Wow. So it was actually really, really fun for me to actually go visit my wife on the stomping grounds, go see the Iowa State Fair. She's been a lot when she was a kid. Yep. I got to take my little girls to it. It was absolutely a great experience. If you haven't been, mm. I highly recommend it. Oh, no, it's great. And you can get, I mean, literally deep fried anything. They will deep fry a pair of Nikes and let you eat them at the <laughs> Iowa State Fair. Get anything. They'll, they, You're not lying. <laughs> anything. And you know what? Here's a newsflash. It'll be delicious. Those will be the those will be the best Jordan twos you've ever eaten in your I life. Know. They'll be great. You no, get I'm, a Jordan, I'm a Jordan Eleven fan personally. All right. Well, but, listen. But the twos are nice too. Listen, yeah. I, you, you're flexing a lot of a lot of knowledge on the show, Wesley Hunt. Okay. <laughs> You've you've started enough battles without us getting into sneaker warfare. Uh, let's just this was excellent. Let's do it again soon before you've added more enemies to the list. Man, okay, my man. I love it. I love, I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, any any information for me? It's at uh, WesleyForTexas.com. I really would love your help to help us usher in this next red wave. It's a great time to be an American. It's a great time for us to, to shift this pendulum back to normalcy and to pro-American values. Damn Thank right. You for having me on. And if and if he wins, he's going to give everyone fashion advice, right? Is that a campaign promise? <laughs> Let's go. Done. <laughs> Make America swag again. There it goes. Wesley go. Hunt. I'll there talk to you, you soon, man. Be well. Yes, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. You too, my man. There he goes. The great Wesley Hunt. A lot of swag on the other end of the phone, Byron Donalds. I know they're listening in BD's office. Byron Donalds tell you every time he comes on the show, he's like, Greg Stubbe is the best dressed man in Congress, but he claims that he himself has the most swag. I got to tell you, Wesley Hunt came on the phone guns blazing. And you know a guy like me, that stuff matters because I'm always trying to give you the person behind the politics. Now, that person you are just talking to, I've never talked to him before. He's a cool guy, and he's a cool guy that gets it. Okay, we're fighting all the wrong battles in this country. 
And in this effort to push their agenda on the rest of us, like climate change, okay, understand, nobody in this country, except coastal elites, white coastal elites, care about climate change. Nobody else cares. No, first of all, nobody believes it because none of these white coastal elites that tell you the world's going to end if we don't reduce our carbon footprint are reducing their carbon footprint. They're all flying around in private jets, jet setting all over the planet. We did a story in America's Newsroom today where Steven Spielberg, who famously gave that interview in 2018, saying, I don't understand people who blithely go through life not concerned about emissions. I don't understand how they can even live with themselves. And what did we find out? His private jet since that interview has, built o- o- has burnt over $118,000 worth of jet fuel. What an idiot. I don't understand. How you could just not care about the environment, he said as he flew away on $118,000 worth of private jet fuel. Yo, Steven Spielberg. Shut up. Will you shut up? But think about climate change. Think about climate change. Who do you know that's a prominent face of climate change that isn't a white person? Who do you know? Okay. Al Gore won an Emmy for an inconvenient truth. He said we had 10 years to live in 2006. Never mind that we survived those 10 years. Never mind that he has an electric bill at his home house that makes Las Vegas look Amish. Al Gore, is he white? Oh, up next, John Kerry, your climate czar. The world's going to end. Is he white? Really weird. Is Steven Spielberg, Leonardo DiCaprio, Greta Thunberg. Uh, what color? Really odd. There's Prince Harry. Another one of these yahoos. Oh, the world's going to end. Flies away in a private jet. They're all full of it. That's the point. Climate change is a branding exercise for white people. Okay? White people who want to feel better about themselves, who want to have a moral superiority to everybody else, who bathe in self-righteousness, want to get out there and be like, screw you. I'm saving the planet. Never mind it. We don't have any data that says this is actually caused by man. Never mind, if we're going to be honest with you, that up until now, if someone told you they could control the weather, control the weather, you'd be like, they're crazy. But now we're supposed to believe with a straight face that now you understand we can control the weather. Just, you know, give all of our money to China, outsource all of our manufacturing, declare war on the fossil fuel industry. We'll be able to, you know, control the weather. It's totally false. No, they're idiots. And Wesley Hunt, to his credit, he has 60 years of military service to this country in his family. Happens to be a really cool guy that gets it. Okay, we have people in Washington running this climate scam, okay, that are a bunch of Looney Tunes, which is why November can't get here quickly enough. That's all, folks. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America. Party doesn't have to end, though. You can watch me on TV tonight. I will be on Gutfeld at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. Tomorrow, you can see me on the Faulkner Focus. Dagan McDowell is in for Harris. And, of course, they went out and booked her favorite guest, Jimmy Fallon. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. 
Tomorrow night, I will be on Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. And then Wednesday, you can see me on America Reports as well as Fox Business Tonight with Brian Brenberg. Going to be a wild time. Uh, And if that's not enough, Jimmy Fallon, get out to the Carson Nugget, Carson, Nevada, this Friday, this Saturday. The early show sold out. There are still tickets available for the 930 shows. You can get those tickets at ccnugget.com. I would love to hang out with you uh, because our crowd is really, this is really the best thing anywhere in this country right now. If you are listening to this show, you are a part of the coolest kids in the country. Everybody who came out to the Encore at the Lake of the Ozarks this past weekend is amazing. And it was such a big deal for me to bring Jenny because, you know, Jenny watches me on TV every day. She comes on the show once in a while. But she's never actually been out to see what's basically happened to my life in the past year, which is there's thousands and, you know, amazing fans. Like me and Lincoln were in Dealey Plaza in Dallas last year, and, like, someone recognized him on the streets. They're like, hey, is that George from Queens, the football player? They didn't want to meet me. They just wanted to be – they just wanted to meet Lincoln. You suck. That's basically what he said to me. He's like, I carry your show. Oh, the link, man. Uh, the point is, if you're a part of this movement – You know, I really do appreciate you guys. I hope you know that, man, because we're building something insane. And we need force multipliers of positive energy who, you know, can take issues seriously but not take themselves seriously. Because most of this country has become just a bunch of fat, screaming children. Everybody wants to cancel each other. They want to get each other fired. They want to boycott advertisers. They want to dox your home address and chase you out of a restaurant. And again, don't get me wrong, I need to get chased out of a few restaurants. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. But not because of my political views, but because, you know, I get a little carried away with the fork and knife from time to time. This is absolutely gross. It really is. But the only thing grosser would be missing Gutfeld tonight. So you better tune in at 11 o'clock and we'll see you here again tomorrow. Be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.